The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue in my, my words. Well, how about this rumor that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? All right, guys, welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. Yes. It's me. It's dirt. You, you can tell because it says so on the thing right there on the screen. Oh, it also says down there, so you can see it there too. Uh, everybody else is gone uh, for this Thursday. And, what, feedback. Sorry, let me turn that off. Uh, so, as it turns out, I guess Tim and Roddy are both seeing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy right now, um, and Agent Underscore Seventy is working late, uh, so it ends up just being me, uh, the only one here. So now that ninety percent of you have tuned out. Uh, then those of you who remain, thanks for being here. Uh, tonight on the show, we're going to be talking about comics. That's kind of what this show is. If you weren't really familiar with that, I don't know if this show's going to be for you. I don't know I have headphones in. Uh, I have headphones in so I could listen to the other people on the show. And, of course, there are no other people on the show. So I'm going to set them aside for now. Agent 70 may show up. Um, he, he may be able to leave work and show up a little later. I was kind of hanging out for a few minutes, hoping he'd uh, come along, but uh, doesn't look like that's going to happen. So anyway, uh, we're here today. I guess I'm going to throw out some plugs. I'm going to get started here. Agent underscore 70, of course. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. You can also find him on Instagram at agent underscore 70. You can find Tim at, uh, at Tim Dog, D-O-G-G. 98 on Twitter. Uh, you can also find him at, at CB Cron because, of course, this is the Comic Book Chronicles. Uh, this is also hosted by The Click Nation, which you can find it at theclicknation.com. And reminder, that is K L I Q for your click. Uh, we also have Roddy Cat, R O D D Y K A T, on Twitter. He's also at, at News Nerds Need. Um, you can also go to reddit.com slash r slash news nerds need you can also go to about.me slash roddy cat again that's r-o-d-d-y-k-a-t you can also find him on instagram at cb caps and basically he finds fun little panels from the comics either key parts of the story or just stuff he thought was neat or apparently anytime storm is in like a negligee or something that gets posted on there uh so you can find all that there of course me you can find me at popculturenetwork.com that's where i post all of my stuff uh, plus at pcn underscore dirt and of course popculturenetwork.com bunch of people post there if you just want to see the comic stuff you can always go to ineedcomics.com which is part of the pop culture network is that all for plugs no it's not all for plugs of course you can find our podcast at c spn.us because we are part of the cold slither podcasting network you can subscribe to our podcast by going to bit.ly slash cb pod or bit.ly slash cbc google play to find the uh android app uh which are uh i think it's actually the cold slither uh, podcasting app, but we're a part of that, you know, so you can find it there. Or you can go to bit.ly slash CBC Mixcloud or go to soundcloud.com slash cold hyphen slither. And of course, you can always shop for cool stuff at shop.cspn.us. And that's where you're going to find great stuff like uh, Comic Book Chronicles coffee mugs, right? We have those. I'm asking the dog. I don't know if he knows. No, he's just looking at himself. I don't know. Well, someone should know. Someone eventually, somewhere. I'm sure. I'm sure someone knows, but it ain't me. All right. 
comics this week, uh, we're going to jump into the reviews here. And the big one, of course, this week was Secret Empire number one. Now, I know uh, Matt Wang was high on this. Uh, he was talking about it on Twitter. Um, let's see. I'm going to read. Tim here has some stuff. He says, it's not a bad first issue. It's one of those stories that picks up after the bad guys are already in charge. The Resistance Force is trying to disrupt things. McNiven's art looked nice with Matt Wilson's colors. Sorry, the bottom line was cut off on his notes there. I was trying to do my best uh, to follow it up. Um, I... I was not as sold on this book, which I know, um, you know, really puts me in a very small group of comic readers this week. Um, I, part of it, I think, is kind of the event fatigue that's been going on that we've seen with a lot of other stuff. Uh, and we've talked about that on this show before, event fatigue. Um, but for me, it was just, it, it doesn't feel different from the other events that we've gone through. I mean, it feels different in the sense that, yes, uh, Captain America is a member of HYDRA, and he's now the lead bad guy, uh, and he's helping to take over the world. Sure. Okay. All of that's different. The rest of it, not... not it doesn't feel different enough, and I've said this before when we uh, were taking a look at the uh, Zero issue, it doesn't feel different enough from uh, Secret Wars or Secret Invasion or Age of Ultron or any of these other big events they've been doing it, it it really doesn't distinguish itself from those it just kind of blurs along with all of that and i guess if you were a regular reader of the nick spencer captain america universe of comics that's what this is really tied into uh and and so it really plays up that part of the marvel universe i don't read those i'm not a fan of nick spencer um I, i've read a lot of stuff that he's done and it made me go a lot of it made me go eh, and a lot of it made me go i'm not paying money for this and a lot of it made me go, I'm not reading any more in this series again. So um, he, he's in a very deep cavern he's got to dig out of with a great story for me, and this just wasn't it. But I know a lot of people who do love it, uh, who have been reading all the Captain America books, and for them it's great. Um, and, and I guess some of that problem is the same thing we can talk about with the other big book that came out this week. Um, and we can jump over to that real quickly as well, uh, and that is Batman 22. And Batman 22, it is part of the button. And the button, of course, being the big flashpoint callback here for the DC Universe. Now, in this part of um, you know, looking at things, I am more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy. So, of course, this story means a lot more to me than it means to a lot of other people. This is a story you had to have read uh, Flashpoint in order for it to make sense. Um, stop. Stop growling. Um, sorry. We just got a dog. Uh, last weekend, and he's still not 100% um, settled in. He's a rescue. So anyway, um, so you, for, for Batman to make sense, you have to have read Flashpoint. Uh, it helps if you've read some Flash. It helps if you've read some Batman. So it does tie into that. You also need to have read the DC uh, Rebirth special. Um, and so you can make the same arguments with this that you can make, I think, with Secret Empire, where where it has to... It ties into those things, so you really need to have read them in order to get something out of them. Um, and the difference is, I read this stuff, I have not been reading the stuff that leads up to Secret Empire. So you can make that argument, and I, I won't fight you too hard uh, on that argument, if that's what you want to make. But uh, I feel like Secret Empire has positioned itself to be the Marvel crossover event. They said this is the last big event, uh, you know, the big 
company-wide event that they're doing uh, for like 18 months because event fatigue. Uh, just people are kind of worn out of buying all these crossovers and stuff that ties into all these different books. So uh, in that regard, I think it is a story that's supposed to reach out to a wider range of readers than the ones who just read the cat books. Uh, and it's supposed to be more thrilling and intriguing and, you know, whatever to, to a wider audience. And I don't really think it does. Uh, there may be, I'm sure there are a lot of people uh, who just, they like Marvel, they pick it up. Hey, this is awesome. These guys are on this side. These guys are on that side. They're going to battle, whatever. Um, but for me, because this one with Batman and Flash is only taking place in the Batman and Flash books, um, it's a big deal, but it, it's not set aside as a separate series. So it's not like you're buying another crossover uh, in order to get these books. These are the books that if you read Flash and Batman, you've been buying these anyway. So it's not that divorced, really, from where you would be. So I think that's the big difference. You can cut this one a little more slack than you can with Secret Empire. Um, and the other thing with Secret Empire, and I'm, I'll throw that back up here real quick. Um, the other thing with Secret Empire is that there is, I guess you could say a callback to, to the standoff series from last spring. And without... It's kind of, I don't know if it's really spoilery or not, and I don't i don't really want to spoil it if I don't have to. Um, but it, there, there's, there's, a, there's a thing in the book um, that I'm trying desperately not to name, and it, it, it's either a very large red herring or uh, it is how everything's going to get fixed. Um, one of the things about the book, like Tim said in his, it's one of those stories that picks up after the bad guys are already in charge, um, and I'm wondering to myself as I'm reading through this, how are they going to fix this? It looked like there are a lot of characters who died in the background, like probably B-list uh, people, people that are not... Uh, it's not like they're showing you Hawkeye getting shot, but you're seeing these battle scenes and people are dead, and you get an idea that some of them are guys in costumes, not just you know random S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Bob. And so I'm wondering how they're going to fix this, how they're going to you know clean up that stuff. And so something happens in the book, and there's a thing in the book that they talk about which as soon as I see it, I go, oh, well, okay. Then that, that is very easily what could be used to fix all of this. Um, there's also, they do play some stuff up with Cap uh, with um, some of his known associates. And you get the feeling like the, the weight of what he's going through in order to build this perfect Hydra world um, is going to come down on him. And it may have a lasting uh, effect on the character or at least lead to how things go back to being right or being normal or at least defeating Hydra. Um, and the same can be said in the Batman book in that something happens in this book. Um, Tim, um, actually, he spoils it in his notes, so I'm not going to go there. But you can see on the cover, that's his dad, um, Thomas Wayne. And uh, you can see them dead on the cover. That's Bruce and his mother, Martha. If you've seen Batman versus Superman, you know it's Martha. Um, Martha and Bruce are the ones that died that night. Actually... Well, anyway, regardless, let's not get into all the details. Um, but something happens with, you know, Bruce meeting his dad that probably will have some sort of ripple effect coming out of this story. Uh, I think it's a lot more than just another chapter in this crossover. There's something here that I think is going to leave its mark on, on the character of Bruce Wayne and Batman going forward. So I really like this book. I thought it was great. Um, I guess I'll just go ahead and say this is, this is my click of the week. Uh, for this week, Tim says it's his uh, click of the week as well. Um, so there you go with that. 
All right. Uh, let's see. What else are we going to talk about? We can talk about... Well, let's see. What other books? Tim had three books listed. Batman, Secret Empire, All New Guardians of the Galaxy, he listed. All right. I will just say, I personally have not read this. My son has. Uh, he really wanted to try this out. Of course, we're going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy tomorrow morning because he's homeschooled. So we can just go see movies on a Friday morning. Uh, we're going at 11 o'clock in the morning to see it in 3D. Um, and so... Uh, so I, I have not read this. He read it, though. He's a big fan. Uh, he's really looking forward uh, to, to reading this series. He really enjoyed it. Uh, it was one of his favorite books this week, especially because I think the last Guardian series he didn't like all that well. Um, it seemed to really lose focus, and he kind of he just lost interest and whatever. It wasn't that big of a deal after a while. So new series and new, you know, like, woo, excitement. There's a new number one. Let's try it out. So he grabbed it. Uh, Tim says, it's another fun issue. Aaron Cooter's art is fantastic. So many mysteries surrounding our Guardian's new status quos, including stuff with Drax, Gamora, and Baby Groot. So there you go. Uh, I, I should have asked my son what he thought about it. I could have had him mention something. If He's, he's at the store right now uh, with his... With my wife, his mother. I always want to say with his mother, but then it sounds like we're not together. Of course, we're, we are together, but uh, he's, he's at the store, uh, but he'll be back later. Um, I'm going to have to cheat here for a second because Roddy has a book that I don't have the cover to. So I'm going to pop open a new window and look. Ooh. And now I'm blocking. Yeah, you guys can see me pulling up Google. That's great. Let me move that out of the way. All right. Um, let's talk about another book while I'm trying to pull that up. And we will talk about Bane Conquest. And this is the new series um, from Chuck Dixon and Graham Nolan. Uh, and if you're not 100% familiar with them, they are the guys who wrote uh, the Batman. I think it was the Batman series proper uh, back in the mid to late 90s. Um, he also wrote Robin. I think he wrote Nightwing for a while. Um, of course, he also had runs on like Punisher and you know a bunch of other stuff. But um, in Bane Conquest, these two are getting back together to continue the story of Bane. Oh, which, by the way, they created. They did the whole NightQuest storyline. Um, so they're the ones who created Bane uh, and, and you know, built that whole um, part of the Batman universe. And so here they are returning to their character uh, in high fashion uh, in order to uh, bring a new story and bring something new to the character, really, um, as part of the new you know, rebirth, uh, part of the DC universe, and who is Bane. And basically, Bane sees himself as the protector of Gotham, very similar to Batman, except he's, I guess you could say, more like a gangster. Um, he's, he's the guy who is the savior, a self-declared savior of... Um, of Gotham City because he wants to control it and doesn't want to let anyone else, uh, you know, take any of the glory, which is why he keeps running into, uh, you know, Batman. Um, and someone is smuggling arms. Um, and so he's trying to find out who's smuggling these arms in and why, who they're going to go to. Uh, there's some sort of almost like a, uh, I don't know if it's a terrorist attack or if it's a gang war or how exactly it's all going to fight out, but they've set it up that there's going to be some sort of large confrontation um, that, that's going to create this problem. And so Bane is going into Gotham to find out the information and to find out, you know, who's behind all this and, and why they're causing all these problems and why they wanted the weapons, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, it actually is uh, a pretty entertaining book, and it does flesh out the character of Bane. But one of the other things it does, and this is where I think it's probably most interesting, 
um, is that Bane, he has a crew of guys, uh, and they're not, they're, they're not like he's got a, a group of villains that he's running around with. Um, this is a group of guys that he is, like, it kind of goes back, it goes back to the whole mafia thing, that these are mafia guys, and he's like the mafia don, and they're there to do stuff. And they are all highly skilled guys. They're dangerous dudes. They're not people that you, uh, you know, would want to cross. But at the same time, they're not uh, like the Flash's rogues gallery or anything like that. They are um, bad guys who are doing bad things, but kind of in for a good reason. It's it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around a lot of times. But the idea is that basically um, these villains are going to be better people, better protectors in many ways, um, simply because um, they're going to fight to the death and they're going to fight to the end and they're going to kill people that get in their way uh, and they're going to do just whatever it takes to keep people safe, whether they like it or not. Uh, so like I said, it was interesting. Um, this is a 12-issue series, so this is long. This is going to go on for a long time. And we, we get a small sliver that really s- sets up who these guys are that are helping Bane, why he's doing the stuff he's doing, and how he sets off on this journey, this quest that takes him to a couple different places throughout the book. So I enjoyed it. It was a good read, especially if you're familiar with Batman from that era. I think that definitely helps. Bane is a character that a lot of people like. Um, he's a really cool um, except for his one movie appearance, or I guess, no, he's, yeah, he's made two movie appearances. One was bad and one was somewhat questionable. Uh, and I'll leave it to you to decide which, which one is which. Uh, but nonetheless, there they are. All right. Uh, Roddy Cat has a book he wants to throw out there. This is part of the Catalyst Prime universe of books. This one's called Noble, Noble Number One. He says it is an action-packed issue that manages to also sweep in a scosh of backstory on the side. I am intrigued. So uh, Catalyst Prime is the new superhero universe. Um, I forget what company is doing this. Uh, But I I believe they have a free comic book day uh, book coming out. So free comic book day is, of course, uh, this Saturday, first Saturday in May. So when you head out for a free comic book day, you can grab the uh, sampler book. Um, and, and you know, take a look at uh, what you think about some of these characters, how they're set up in this uh, new universe that's being put together. Um, so Noble, um, I know they've put a lot of money behind this, the people who are doing this. This is something um, they're not doing like a bunch of specials and a couple three-issue series and seeing if it takes off. They, a lot of money has been put into this. They're planning on this being a thing and a thing that lasts for a while. So if you're at all intrigued by the Catalyst Prime universe... Um, then you're definitely going to want to check that out. All right, um, let's go back to DC here. And I'm going to jump into Aquaman 22. Aquaman, this is the end of the uh, H2.0 series. Basically, there was, these monsters started appearing, and no one could figure out what happened to the team at this like research station. Uh, these monsters were there, so they figured, of course, they'd been eaten and whatever. And uh, as it turns out, they found out that the these creatures that are attacking are actually the people. Um, the people from this research crew have been turned into these things, and they're trying to figure out why. Uh, and they also find that there's a deep fissure uh, broken at the bottom of the ocean floor. So Aquaman goes to check it out, and these monsters start appearing on the team that he's with, the, uh, what are they called, the Aquamarines or something. They're people that, soldiers that turn into sharks. It's kind of goofy, but nonetheless, it is what it is. Um, 
And so uh, basically he finds out that um, fear is the catalyst that turns people into these monsters. And these monsters are actually people from another universe. And this rift in the bottom of the ocean is actually a portal that opens to this alien land. And he's, as you can see on the cover, there's a bomb here that he's trying to defuse. And the bomb exists uh, because one of the guys has been attacked by these creatures before, and he wants to just destroy them and kill everybody. So he's got this suitcase bomb. And he wants to use a suitcase bomb to close the rift. And of course, um, Arthur is able to make a telepathic link to these guys, so he, he's unsure of what to do. Mira is like, this is a new life form. These are people we've never met before uh, in this you know alien environment. You can't just go out and destroy them. And he's kind of caught in between connecting with this new life form or protecting the people of Earth. Um, and so it does put a very interesting dilemma for him. It's, it's good for uh, him as a character. Uh, and so... I was glad to see how it plays out. Um, I think it's, you know, again, it's an interesting story, the way it plays with the character. Of course, this is like part five of the story or whatever. So if you have not been reading it all along, this particular issue isn't going to do much for you. But if you have been reading the story, I think it's a good ending for that. Uh, I just got a notification from Roddy Cat that he is leaving the theater and he will be here in a few minutes. Um, so we can definitely stall for time until he gets here. Uh, also, shout out to Matt Wang97. Uh, he's watching live and learning how to turn into a shark. Yeah, well, okay. So you don't learn how to turn into a shark. I mean, these were genetically modified um, Marines who became monsters in order to fight the monsters. So, you know, it's kind of a highbrow uh, artistic look at what it means to be a hero. I'm sorry, I did that. All right, let's move on. Um, we'll jump down to an image book here. This is uh, Eternal Empire, number one. This is from Sarah Vaughan and Jonathan Luna, and they are the people who did the, the series that I absolutely adored, which was Alex plus Ada. Uh, that was one of, I think, the best series that Image uh, has put out in years. Uh, it, it trumps... People are like, oh, Saga, no, Walking Dead, whatever. I'm sorry, but Alex plus Ada was better than both of those by a factor of 100 billion, gajillion, zillion times. So um, this is their their new series, and it's set uh, on a parallel, not I don't know if it's a parallel universe, it's an alien planet. Uh, and there's this evil empress who is trying to conquer the world. And um, this character that you see on the cover is one of the uh, workers, one of the slaves, who's forced to... Uh, pull carrots out of frozen land in order to feed the soldiers. And she starts getting these visions of something happening far away in another land, in another climate, another race of people, another nation, whatever. She's having these visions. And so she decides that um, she's going to just put her life in danger. She's going to make a run for it. And she's going to try to escape and find out what's going on with these visions and where they're coming from and who's behind them. So uh, it's an intriguing first issue. Uh, the artwork, of course, is beautiful. Uh, that is one of the things that uh, Jonathan Luna is known for, is making exceptional, exciting, um, beautiful artwork. Uh, his line work, the coloring, just everything is, is just fantastic. So I'm going to recommend this. Uh, to people, it, it's for, it's a first issue, you know, so of course you never know how uh, things are going to play out. It's not an established character or an established universe, but it is very uh, intriguing, to use Roddy Cat's words. Um, it is uh, compelling. 
uh, it's definitely put me in a spot where I want to know what what the follow up is because there's a lot of weird things that happen in this story um, that I really you like you know what's going on you see the things that are happening but they don't make sense you don't really understand them um, I'll throw the reference that it feels kind of Game of Thrones in some ways um, which you'll definitely see if you uh, start reading through it um, and and I'm not that familiar with Game of Thrones but even I can see it so there's definitely some influences there it's um, you know kind of that medieval magicy um, but it's on an alien world, uh, stuff. So definitely a cool book. Definitely one I plan on sticking with. Uh, I mean, it's Sarah Vaughn and Jonathan Luna. So I, unless they like just start showing photographs of people murdering babies, I'm going to read this forever. That's probably the only thing that, that might drive me away. Uh, let's see. Let's run down to sword quest, sword quest zero came out this week. I don't know if anyone here, um, Roddy will probably be familiar with Sword Quest. I don't think he, he read this, though. It wasn't on his list. But um, Sword Quest was an old Atari game, and you can probably pick that up by looking at the cover. Plus, the, the Atari logo is right up there at the top. So Sword Quest, uh, there's, this was a 25-cent introductory zero issue. Um, basically, this guy, as a kid, really loved the game and kept a lot of notes and wrote his own like journals as he was playing the games. And there was a contest uh, being held with the games. There were supposed to be four games, um, and, and as you looked at the clues and did things in different games, you would uh, be able to unlock some sort of puzzle, and you'd send it in, and you'd win the sword uh, that's on the cover. Thus... It is the Sword Quest. Well, as it turns out, the big collapse of the video game um, industry happened. Uh, the, the fourth game was never made. Uh, this stuff disappeared. And so this guy basically is looking through his old stuff, looking through his Atari, and it reminds him about the contest and uh, that somewhere this sword is out there. And you kind of get the feeling like there's a little bit more going on, like there might actually be some sort of real magical powers behind the whole thing. And that's kind of pulling him... Uh, into the story. So uh, there are times when he's playing the game uh, or at least thinking about the game and in his mind, he's in the world, in the universe, you know, doing the things. So either it's about a guy who's really crazy uh, or it's about a guy um, who's, you know, jumping into that, in and out of that world. So we'll see, but it was definitely a a fun read. 25 cents. I mean, you can't go wrong. And if your store didn't get this, ask them, uh, they can still order it. It's still available through Diamond Comics. Uh, for $0.25, cents, though, you really can't go wrong. Plus, there's a section in the back that talks about the game Sword Quest and how it came out and the collapse of the video game industry and all that stuff. So if you're a big video game nerd um, you know, and you want to bone up on some of this uh, Atari history and see some of this stuff, uh, definitely check that out. It's a lot of fun. All right. Uh, what else can we do here? We can do Superman 22. Uh, which is a continuation of the Black Dawn storyline. Uh, the storyline as a whole is pretty good. This particular issue, though, is mostly Lois Lane thinking, uh, driving around in the pickup truck, uh, trying to figure out what happened to the guys. It gets somewhere at the end. Um, the ending is actually pretty good for setting up a want to you know, check out the next issue. But as far as this particular issue goes, this one I felt was kind of weak. Um, it, it shows how, while the superheroes, Batman has disappeared, Superman's disappeared, Jonathan's disappeared, um, and so she's you know, left behind. She's trying to figure out what's going on, um, and as she investigates, you know, tries to find out what's happening, she uncovers something disturbing about the town that they're living in, and, and it might be 
something that's been set up for a while, or it might be something that's just happened, and you don't really know. Um, and again, I'm trying not to spoil uh, things in it. But for the most part, it feels like this could have been the subplot in another issue. Um, but instead, it's the entire issue. It takes the whole focus, so it does feel a little like filler in that regard. It's not bad, again, um, but it's just... It's there. It's okay. It's not fantastic. Um, but there's definitely worse things um, that you could be reading. And we've got a tweet from Matt Wang. Was this DC Comics Superman Black Dawn storyline better than Keith, Givens, Keith Giffen's Legion of Superheroes Black Dawn story? Uh, was that the one with Darkseid? Or was that... Wait, what was that one? Is that the one where Dawnstar killed people. There's a lot of Legion of Superhero stuff. I don't know if any of you guys have ever read Legion of Superhero stuff, uh, but there was a ton, a ton of stories over the years, and when you're trying to go back and read through that stuff, um, I was trying to read through a lot of it in the 90s. Um, Black Dawn, Black Dawn, um, it involved a crisis in which the sun, okay. Uh, was that the one where the, the uh, Dominators had the clones? Is that what brought the clones out? Let's see. A long series, Black Dawn has been explained as predicted involved a crisis in which the sun was threatened. Um, mm-hmm. Drake gave himself to reignite the sun. Black Dawn, Martin, oh, oh, unpopular. Yes, yes. Okay, this is the one where the Dominion, uh, they started the takeover uh, of Earth. Yeah, that was not good. That was when Legion of Superheroes started to take a nosedive. Uh, Legion of Superheroes was really... Uh, it was really popular for a long time with a very vocal um, and passionate group of readers um, from from the 60s, 70s through the 80s. Um, and then this, I think this was early 90s when you started to find out about the uh, Dominators uh, and all the stuff that they were doing. Um, and it just... It changed the whole feel of the book. Um, there were clones of the Legion of Superheroes, and then you weren't sure were the clones the real ones, and, the, and it, it was that whole Ben Riley thing, and it was a mess. And people stopped buying it, and they put they made it so there were two books. So you had the young Legion running out doing stuff, and the old Legion was still doing their thing, and it just divided everybody, and it was it was bad. And that's that was actually kind of the end of the Legion. I mean, they've tried several times to bring them back, and it's never reignited uh, the way it was. So. So it's definitely better than that. Okay, that's enough of your thank you for comic history here on the Comic Book Chronicles. Uh, still no Roddy Cat, so I'm still going to uh, kill time talking about books I want to talk about. So until he gets here, uh, I'm still the one just in charge and control talking about everything. So Iron Fist number three, or as we call it, Iron Combat. Uh, his journey to fight these uh, 12 different masters on this alien island, alien island, for a uh, mysterious island, uh, in order to gain the chi of all these different warriors uh, and become this uh, super great grand champion master. Um, I like it. It really is an action storyline. There's not a lot of character development, really. This isn't about... Uh, going through his history as a fighter. This isn't about um, all of those types of things. This is really a story about a guy in a uh, fighting tournament uh, destroying these other weird fighters that he happens to find. And you can see here on the cover, uh, he's fighting a guy with no arms who kicks really well, which sounds, I know, I know. It's a guy, I mean... At least he's not a guy on one leg in a kicking contest. You know what I mean? Um, but it's it's that's the type of kind of over-the-top, uh, super crazy kung fu movie stuff you're going to get. I see Roddy Cat here. I'm going to plug in my headphones 
uh, so I can hear him if he's actually going to try to talk. I and, am going to try to talk. There you go. What's going on? Uh, uh, wait, first I want to answer Matt Wang's tweet. He wants to know, why do I have so many Monsters Unleashed merch behind me? Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, so basically, Marvel's been doing these comic uh, boxes. They did them for Champions, uh, Mar- uh, Monsters Unleashed, X-Men Blue, and X-Men Gold. And um, our retailer cost is $12.50 for five short comic boxes with the artwork printed on it. So even though I don't really like Monsters Unleashed, uh, it was cheap for the boxes. Um, and it's got artwork printed on it, so it looks kind of cool sitting on the shelf. So, yeah, if I move, actually, if I can sweep, sweep. Well, they're pretty sturdy from what you said. Yeah, I mean, they're nice comic boxes. Uh, of course, I've messed up my whole camera thing now. But uh, they're, they're nice comic boxes. Uh, they're high quality. Um, the artwork looks really good on them. Um, I, I mean, they're short comic boxes. Uh um, and I've also got a Hellboy one printed back there. So that's why I have those. Not because I like Monsters Unleashed. It's just kind of cool. It's nice having a comic box that's just not the plain white box. So, All right. Let me um, ask you a question. Did you get these? No, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, you had to order. I'm trying to remember. You had to order some crazy number of uh, Secret Empire number ones compared to your orders of, uh, I think it was Secret Wars. Right. So you had to order like 125% of Secret Empire 1 of your Secret Wars number 8, and that was not going to happen. Secret Empire is not as strong a book as that was. So <laughs> Yeah, I'll see. So for those uh, watching the, those not watching the video, I'm holding up a particular poster thing with uh, Secret Wars. It's got a uh, cap shield and it's got the Hydra logo on it. I do have the lenticular Batman that came out this week. Oh, yeah. I heard, yeah. I saw that came out, but I didn't see it in the store. Yeah. These were uh, much more heavily allocated. Uh, they were a lot harder to get, so you're not going to mm. see them as many places. Um, okay. Yeah. So now that you're here, I did read your comments on Noble, um, yeah. but that's all I did was read your comments. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I really didn't have much else to say <laughs> on that. But it's actually, though, it's actually, um, like just like I said in my notes, it is actually an intriguing start to that whole thing. Like you, you got bits of that story, like I said, um, and you got a pretty action back uh, story going on there. So it's setting up that character. That's for certain. Uh, I don't think it's doing, I mean, obviously I don't think it's doing much for the whole universe that it's going to be building up, but I know they got two other books that are, um, that are coming out of that. Well, there's a free comic book day one that right. tells you about this event I don't want to spoil it, but there's this event that basically changes life on planet Earth. Um, and so, oh, Roddy's got his. Yeah. Yeah, it pretty much like the the back of the book. Uh, I mean, yeah, the back cover of the book has that, and it also has um, the other two, if you can see that, the other two comics that are coming. I think this one is going to be the second one, and this is the third one from, from what it says. And then, yeah, they're going to have this whole event that's going to be the life-changing thing. Oh, is that which, uh, is that Roar Comics from Lions Forge? Roar, or is it just Lions Lion Forge Comics? Lions Forge, yeah. It's just it's straight them, okay. Yeah, just straight them. All right. Yeah. Well, because so they have they have whole... several different imprints, so I didn't remember if that was one of the imprints or if that was straight from. Right, because um, the Voltron book was on another one of the imprints, right? Or was it straight them? Yeah, yeah. It was an, I, that may have been on Roar. Yeah, which that would make also that would make tons of sense also. So, but the one then, thing I was that? oh, go ahead. 
Okay. Oh, <laughs> the one thing I was going to say was uh, I know that this is a line that they've put money into. Like, this is not something where they're planning on doing, like, a couple specials and a three-issue miniseries and, like, that's it. Like, this is something that they plan on being around for a couple years. Uh, right. So I know that if, you know, people want to jump in on something, this is, you know, one of those universes, uh, like a like a young Valiant or something that they could jump into. Right. I was going to ask, like, what would be the closer comparison? But I guess that would be the young animal and whatever DC is doing now. And I was going to say image, but I guess image kind of started as its own thing, not as an imprint. So that would not be. Well, I, yeah, I was going to say they were printed by Malibu, but that was just a deal that they made because image didn't right. know any printers or whatever. So yeah, right. they weren't really an imprint of Malibu. Just right. OK, so uh, did you read anything else? Unfortunately, no. Um, I did. <laughs> yeah, because Noble, like the, the, I read Noble. I actually, I do want to touch upon a couple of things, but I haven't actually read them yet. Um, like I kind of skimmed through Champions, but I still don't know, and, and Poe Dameron, but that's also because Marvel's got the digital codes back in the books now for the book yes. that you bought. Yes, so, victory. Exactly. Like, woohoo the hell for that. Um, but I wanted to actually bring up this, uh, we need to get this dude on the show. Um, oh, I just talked about that book, actually. Okay. So uh, apparently here, they have this book on comicsology for free, but it's 25 cent. Yeah, and actually I've got, uh, where's my, I have got a print one too. Yeah, right here. In yeah. the stack. I had a lot of books this week, but yes. Ooh, yeah, no, it was a pretty decent read. week, actually. Uh, um, and this, I was actually impressed at, not only was the story kind of intriguing to see this guy who's a fan of the game and looking at the history of the game, whatever, but I also found the, the stuff in the back interesting yeah. that talked about the game being developed and the video game crash and all of that stuff that, that led in. And I believe, it. and I like how, well, from what little I've read of it, I believe it was so, cause I remember the contest that they actually had around, I believe it was this game or no, it was earth world. It was, earth world. It was a oh, similar we, contest. Yeah. Huh? That was, a, wasn't that a couple years ago? Uh, no, 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 no. Oh. This was like back in the days of the 2600. Oh, no, there was Xbox game or PC game a couple of years ago that did that, and then the whole game folded before they ever crowned the winner. Yes, yes. Oh, you might be. Are you thinking of uh, Majestic or no? That was the I game don't... that was like um. That was the game that was like uh, Ingress, where it's supposed to have yes. this whole AR. Oh thing yeah, and, and I love Majestic too, but nine yeah. eleven killed that one. Yeah, that was <laughs> exactly. Um, but so yeah, I thought, but... I thought the story was good. I thought the artwork was good, and I thought it was neat to just. You know, go back to that Atari era and, and look right. through some of that stuff, and especially well, for twenty five cents. Exactly, because buckle up, because there's going to be a few more as we as we know. So I'll buy them. Yeah, I'm actually like the centipede book didn't seem. This probably seemed the least interesting to me, but I'll at least buy the first one just to see if it is indeed what they are setting up with the, with the images and stuff we've seen in the, the preview pages. Which I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't be any different from what we've seen of it. So. But uh, and and this book right here says one like the um, uh, Chad Bowers, one of the writers, um, comes into the store that I go to. Mm, okay. And um, I'm going to try to get him onto it. Who, who's actually had another book out this week, and uh, I am giving him solicited unsolicited plugs here. Young Blood. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that was my thought too because I was like, okay, so anybody knows anything? Speaking of image, actually. Um, I was in college when when all the, when that whole image thing came out and Young Blood and Liefeld did us you know did all this whole whatever and um, I have very little knowledge of this of that uh, universe per so se. Wait, so you bought a copy of Young Blood one? Yeah, I did. But you didn't buy the Rob Liefeld variant. I did not buy the well. 
Um, I'm trying to remember because they he actually did. Uh, in fact, the guy was in the store, and um, I think there was a couple of variants that my store didn't get, and I'm not sure which ones they had because that was this. This was the only one they had on the shelf because the girl was still kind of putting some stuff out. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, but I know she did say they had like a they had a bunch of variants in the back, so that's probably one of them. And I think actually might have said because uh, because uh, Biles was asking about it, you know, whether they had any variants, and um, even though I think he already got his comps, but. Yeah, I think that one was probably in the back, and she just didn't have them uh, bagged yet. So uh, you're, you're missing out on some modern day Rob Life. <laughs> Not really, but yeah, <laughs> <Not> really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you've you've seen enough Liefeld. You've seen them all. When I actually not all, but you know what I'm saying. Brutal yeah. honesty. That's the new name of this podcast. This is uh, you know, you know. Like, I just don't brutal outright, honesty. I don't outright hate Liefeld like like a, a lot of people seem to do, but I just don't. Okay, he, he created Deadpool, and that's enough for me not to <laughs> be as thrilled. Although some of the new mutant when they when they did the new mutant into uh, X Force stuff was pretty cool at the time. I did have to catch a little bit of that. So yeah, I don't know. Like there's some there's a couple of books that I kind of want to get into. I didn't get into like um, Jean Grey started this week. Um, something I started. Oh, all new Guardians. Which by the way, I just, I just came from seeing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Um, I'm, so quick thoughts, quick thoughts yes. on the movie then. It was, I, it was as good as the first one with probably 23% uh, more of what you ended up liking in the first one. And a couple of cool callbacks and um, a confirmation. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Not to give, you know, because I don't want to give anything away, obviously, but, you know. <laughs> all right, well, so, so pretty much the stuff that you have seen and being hinted at, yeah, okay. it all worked out. All right, well, so you didn't read any other comics? Unfortunately, no. Okay. Like, I had I'm, planned to, but I didn't. What have you all uh, gone over, brother? Uh, let's see. I've gone over Batman, Aquaman, Bane, Eternal Empire, Iron Fist, Secret Empire, uh, Sword Quest. Wow, you actually uh, really filled this out this week. Yeah, actually, I filled up every line on our... I usually don't fill out the little the form that we use because I only read like three or four books. I get done in time, whatever. Uh, but I actually got a whole bunch read, so I filled out the entire thing. Mm, nice. So, yeah, I'm saying you got some... Um, but no, I can go back and listen to, to what you said about some of the stuff. All right, so I'm going to run through these books, and then sure. I'm a, you're in charge of news, so start getting news ready. Okay, will do. So you'll Actually, have news... that much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but see, I haven't looked at the news at all, so... That's fair. So, all right, um, let's see. What other books can we do real quick? Let me jump to... Not that one. Uh, Courier number two. This is from Zenoscope. Uh, Let's throw this up there. Uh, Courier is the story of a post-apocalyptic world uh, where this woman is paid to travel from town to town in order to deliver medicine, food, or supplies, or whatever, uh, she makes a pretty healthy cut, but she has to go through some pretty bad wastelands in order to get there. And um, she's delivering medicine to this particular group. They're kind of like outlaw bikers in this world. Um, And she's friends with the guy who's the leader, so she knows it's safe once she gets there. What she doesn't know is that in the first issue, um, the second-in-command, who I think is the younger brother of the guy in charge, actually... Uh, screws over his older brother and gets his brother shot, and he's actually trying to kill him off so he can take over the gang. So she walks into the middle of this situation uh, where 
she doesn't realize that there's this uh, coup going on behind the scenes. And uh, she actually um, ends up in a very bad spot in this particular issue. So in the first issue, we see her, we see how the world is laid out. We see how this, uh, uh, the swap with the bikers trying to make a deal with another group goes bad because the little brother's trying to screw over the older brother. We see how the wasteland in between the towns is full of these like kind of I am legend type monsters. Uh, if you remember the Will Smith version where they're kind of like vampire-ish zombie werewolf things, uh, except these can go out in the daylight. They're just monsters of the wasteland. Um, so she's fighting those. And then in this issue, we, we see her uh, you know, get to where, this outlaw biker gang is and how she gets uh, screwed over by him and put into a tough spot, which leads into the next issue. So it was good. I, I am liking the series a lot. Um, this is something from Xenoscope that's not grim fairy tales. It's not related to anything else they're doing. Uh, it is a standalone story uh, and it's pretty good. I like post-apocalyptic stories, uh, you know, pretty much anyway. So this has actually been really entertaining and I'm looking forward to uh, where it ends up going. Cool. Uh, let's see. I got another Marvel here with X-Men Gold number three. Definitely better than the last issue. Um, this one, they're fighting the new Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. And, um, yeah, well, this so is like a rematch. They're ending the fight, basically. Okay. Um, but, but this team is different. And it seems like they're not really a very well put together team. And they're trying to figure <laughs> out why. Uh, and that's part of the mystery in the fight is like, why are these guys like working together like it doesn't really make sense whatever um and they find out that there's some mental manipulation going on and so right, that, which i think they they, they kind of hinted at that last issue right pretty much what he said you know right so uh this one this makes it more clear of who's actually behind putting them together as a group and this story is much more action oriented uh and much more finishing out really this is a three arc three issue arc uh, it's not a very long story, but this finishes up this first little squirmish with the the team coming together and then finding this new Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and the person behind it. So um, it was it was fun. Um, I'm still not convinced that this is going to be the great like rebirth resurgence, uh, you know, the new golden era of the X Men. But it's it's pretty entertaining so far. So um, they certainly are putting enough books out to make it that. Oh, you I mean, mean the X Men in general? Right, because they got blue gold uh, on the solo books, and I think they're bringing back Astonishing. Uh, probably. I know. Uh, well, I think we got some news on that later on. So I'm like, that's like they are really bringing back the eighties with the X Men. Well, and and also, um, I've noticed that a lot of the people on the blue team are getting their own books. Like you're seeing right. the Jean Grey and the Iceman and the whatever. But on gold, I mean, it's you got old man Logan, he's got his own series, but it's been going on anyway. It's not really related to this, but I don't see a Colossus book coming. I don't see a Nightcrawler book coming. I don't see a Kitty Pride book. I'm not saying they won't. I mean, it's Marvel. They definitely will at some point, but and they did it looks the new like Nightcrawler book already. And that kind of, yeah, but I mean, tied into this though, is what I mean. Right. Um, so I see them pushing the blue team a whole lot more probably because of it's younger. So it's millennials. So they can get yeah. the, the, the little whippersnappers to read their young kids book. Um, but honestly, I'll take more of this team any day. So yeah, this yeah, I think this seems the book for those of a certain vintage as as both of us are. So <laughs> as people, uh, we are collectors' items. Yeah. Yes. I mean, if don't get we me wrong. Comics would be worth money just because of how old we are. Maybe a little dog no dog eared in places, but sure. Yeah, more worth a little bit. Well, I'd be I'm worth over- more. I'm an oversized issue. <laughs> nice. 
and no sound effects. <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing. I was doing the introductions earlier, and there was nobody doing the cash register or the applause or anything. <laughs> and all right, this just screwed up your rhythm really badly. All right, oh, so man. my last four books all tie together. Okay. Um, so I'll throw the first one up here. This is from Alterna Comics, and Alterna Comics is doing this new push to do um, basically cheaper comics. Uh, these are printed on newsprint. Um, they actually they have that nice uh, that smell that that we grew up smell, with. Yes. Um, and so there are uh, right now four books, but there's a lot more coming as time goes by. Two books are actually reprints of graphic novels broken into comics, and two of the ones that came out this week are I, I think are brand new, uh, appear to be new. But um, Adam Reck. This is uh, one of the kids' books. This is one that my uh, son uh, is reading. Um, and it's basically this boy and his parents are traveling into deep space. They're the first explorers to go out beyond the farthest reaches of the telescopes on Earth. And they run into hostile aliens. And so he ejects out and lands on this alien planet and meets these, uh, this alien treasure hunter guy. And his parents are being held captive on the pirate uh, spaceship. And so it's, you know, it's definitely a youth-oriented, fun book. Um, but this particular one, all the artwork is, as you see on the cover, where it's black and white and orange, which is really weird as you're going mm. through it. It makes a very distinct style. Um, it's a very unique-looking book. Um, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, my son is reading this one. He, he really enjoys it. So um, it's definitely if you've got uh, a young child, they're going to like that one. They're also going to like this one that came out this week that appeals to young and old. This is Amazing Age, number one. And basically, these three kids that you see busting through the covers, uh, through the cover here on the front, they were all friends as children. And um, they used to make their own comics. And they were all characters in their own story. And then as they're growing up into teenagers and becoming rebellious and they're falling apart and they're not really friends anymore, they get pulled into the world of the comic book that they created as children. And so it's a fun, um, you know, fish out of water story that you're getting, but it also, it's a little deeper with the kids than I expected, uh, especially with them as the moody teenagers not really getting along anymore. This is another one that my son is reading, uh, but it's one that I think appeals to people our age as well. Uh, so right. this one definitely is a high recommendation for everybody out there that wants to try something different. Um, and again, it's it's printed on newsprint. It's full color, but it's printed on newsprint, like the old style comics, uh, and it's it's pretty fun. Um, my daughter is actually reading this one, Lilith Dark. This is another reprint from a uh, graphic novel that they've broken apart into the series, but it's basically. Uh, this little girl who likes to go out and in her imagination, she's fighting monsters and she's fighting dragons and she's going into these uh, goblin worlds. And then one day she follows this cat into a hollow tree and finds herself in a world full of goblins and dinosaurs and monsters and whatever. So uh, she gets transported. It's kind of like Labyrinth uh, in a sense. Um, but with a, you know, if you think of Labyrinth with a much younger child, like an eight year old kid uh, instead of right. a teenager. Um, but she really liked this. Like I read it and I thought she'd probably like it. So I let her read it and she immediately like, Oh, I want this. Like I want, I want all of these, anything that comes nice. out with his head. I want this. Nice. Um, and then the last original one is actually geared towards older audiences. And this is called croak. Uh, and this is about three friends that go deep into the woods to go camping and they find a monster. You can see the monster up in the topper topper left-hand corner. Uh, in, the, in the upper left-hand corner there at the top. Um, and uh, they start to turn on each other. Uh, they're, you know, 
they, they get mad at each other. And so it's set up like a horror movie type of deal where uh, the people that you have to rely on are the people that you can't rely on when everything uh, goes to hell. Um, but like I said, these are, they're, they're high quality uh, for being a dollar fifty book on the current market. Um, the covers are slick and um, hard paper. They're actually, you know, a strong cover. It's not cheap like Marvel when they went really cheap and did their covers the same weight as the paper on the inside for a while. It's not that. It's actually pretty nice. Um, but then the newsprint, it's actually printed on the newsprint paper in it. Oh, <laughs> no, I haven't smelled it in a long time. And, oh, man, when I worked in the comic book store in the 90s, that's the first thing you'd do is you'd open the box right. and you would just, like... You get high off the the ink smell. Now, see, I like how you're doing that, and then when I had that GI Joe that I was sniffing, y'all were like, "That was crazy." So I appreciate the validation. Well, the difference is you were doing that so I could make fun of you, but now I'm doing it, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I see. see. How that works? I see how that works. I understand. I was I was going to say something about that Adam Wreck book. Um, yeah. that that orange color reminded me. It looks like the same orange color from the Predator book that I believe also came out this week. Oh yeah, um, well, it's my. I think my scanner makes things the colors a little different. It's not yeah. as day glow as that is. It's still pretty bright, but um, but yeah, even if even though it's black and white, you can see there's a lot of gray tones in there mm-hmm. um, that add to it. But it definitely has a a very good look. Um, it's my a good look from the cover. yeah, my scanner doesn't like that day glow orange. I can show you the. This is how the book looked when I scanned it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, and so see, that it's day much, glow is much dark. I mean, it's much. Um... Much yeah. brighter in the stores. Yeah, if, if you guys have not seen this Predator book on the shelf, it is like 90s uh, jogging spandex orange. Like, it is yeah, a really... Yeah, somebody mentioned it in the store, too, so... I, I mean, technically, I guess it's it's the hunter orange, like when you're out hunting for deer and you wear those orange vests so that nobody shoots you. Like, it is oh. that color, and this I is... I if they thought about that. Yeah, it's Predator Hunters, mm-hmm. so maybe that's why they did it. Maybe, uh, um, you know, maybe you've got, like, Tim Allen hiding in the background in one of these shots, or... The Duck Dynasty crew. I don't know. I didn't. Oh god. <laughs> I didn't look through it very deep, but you know, you never know. I mean, yeah. everybody's looking for a way to merchandise. So true that. Oh, so I have to ask you real quick. Um, going back a second, because you probably already talked about this. Um, are you guys ready for? Well, I guess we're about to get into the news, so this is kind of this would probably go into some of that. But you guys ready for um for free comic book day? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Um, free comic book day is actually one of the worst days working mm. in a comic book store. Um, <sighs> okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to give the same spiel that I gave last year when I was uh, talking about free comic book day. People, please remember mm-hmm. comics that are free to you on free comic book day were not free to your store. They were discounted. Yes, but they were not free. Uh, we've paid hundreds of dollars to get these comics that we are going to give away in the hopes that when you come to the store, you're going to buy something else, maybe sign up to become a subscriber, pick up an action figure, grab a video game, something while you're there. So please, when you go to your store and you're grabbing those comics for free comic book day, please remember that they were not free. Your store paid for those to give them away as a way to bring you in and, and try to you know get a, a make a customer out of you. Um, at our particular store, we've got uh, a couple artists who are coming in. We've got a local guy um, uh, who's done some underground books uh, in our area, the type of stuff that 
uh, you know, gets printed at the local, uh, like the blueprint shop is printing off uh, the books. He's a local underground artist. Uh, we've got a guy who is a Silver Age artist, Jack Haynes, uh, is going to be there, you know, signing books and doing sketches. Uh, we've got a writer, Vince Churchill, who's going to be coming in, uh, signing his stuff. Uh, there was a colorist uh, who was coming, but he had to cancel. He said, oh, he goes, I'll send someone else in my place. Don't worry. So we've got someone else coming. We don't know who it is. Uh, All right. going to be coming along. Yeah, so you know, you just kind of hope that it's not someone terrible, but um, but we've got we've got people. There's a group called um, Superheroes for Smiles, and they dress up like superheroes and go to uh, hospitals and um, you know uh, Special Olympics and things like that. They're going to be there. Uh, we're going to have someone in a full head to toe Pikachu costume is going to be out there taking pictures with the kids. So please make sure you get a picture of that. <laughs> Actually, uh, I've got a picture. I don't know if it's on this computer or not. Uh, I'll look real quick while we're talking here. But yeah, Free Comic Book Day. Free Comic Book Day is like it's it's great as a tool, like I said, to to try to bring people in and make new customers. But at the same time, it's also as horrible as this sounds. It's also the uh, the day that the most stuff gets stolen um, because there's so many people there. Uh, it's just a you know, wall-to-wall people sometimes with the crowds and stuff, and it's really kind of terrible. Um, we actually have guys who come in, and their whole job is to just watch everybody and look for people taking stuff. Um, so our, our goal is to sell more than stuff that walks out the door. Um, right, and I imagine that would be kind of hard to – And uh, I remember you showing us your, the picture of your store because I can imagine trying to – as many people are coming in and out during that time, and however you have your other stuff set up and – trying to watch everybody and trying to help everybody at the same time. And that could be a, a pretty big hassle. Yeah, it's, it's pretty tough. Here's the picture of uh, Pikachu. Let me throw. There we go. There's our Pikachu suit. Oh, so, uh, so yeah, Pikachu will be there. So, uh, you know, if anyone wants to stop by killing enterprises, 1650 Wabash Avenue, Springfield, Illinois for free comic book day, Pikachu superheroes, uh, for smiles are going to be there. Free comics, uh, all that store wide sale. I think everything in the store is going to be twenty percent off. Of course, I don't own it. I'm not making any of this money, uh, but I happen to work there, so I'm throwing out a plug for them. So, and, and the reason why I wanted to bring up the uh, free comic book day was partly because of that, and also to to make that PSA known again for people. Because yeah, people just walking in the stores don't don't realize that, and you know, kick your local yeah. comic book shop some 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 bucks, man, while you're in there. I've I've told people before that you know it's not free for our stores to buy the comics and give them away, and they were just kind of shocked, like like what? Like well, this is how Marvel gets people to buy their books, and this is how DC, you know, it's like yeah, that's true, and so they make them discounted to us, but they're not free for us. We still have to pay money to get them in, which really really sucks. Sometimes you just uh, you know, yeah. I know my my boss is a little freaked out at how much money he's invested, you know, buying the free comic book day bags and printing the flyers and getting the books in and the shipping you pay, you know, to get all the books in and uh, you know, paying for stuff like we're going to have pizza, you know, free pizza throughout the day, so um, you know, he's been paying for that and mm. you know, um, last year he had a radio crew come by. I don't know if we're doing live radio again this year or not, but I mean, it's it's a huge huge thing it's like the black friday for comics you know right so it's a pretty good analogy actually yeah um, <laughs> you, so quick question um do you have the ads the ad reads uh give me a second i can get them okay i'll stop for just a second while he looks for ads and uh yes. just remind you tim is out seeing guardians of the galaxy volume two right now yeah. at agent underscore 70 yeah but agent 70 is stuck at work uh, i'm not sure exactly Uh-oh. what he's doing but i mean I, I he's I hope he's making overtime, you know. I hope he's getting something out of it. So just we would hope. 
So yeah, really. uh, shout out to those guys who are not here at the moment. Here we go. Um, well, thanks to Matt Wang for watching. Yes, always. I always love to have uh, Matt in the audience. Probably should have rolled him in if, yeah, he, and I mean, if he was able to. But Yeah, and it's also one of those things. I wasn't really thinking about it until like five minutes before I started the live stream. Like, oh, yeah. probably should have done this. Here. <laughs> it's all good. Um, there was something else I was going to mention, but I don't remember what it is. So you want to go ahead? We can go ahead and do the ad now then. Yeah, go ahead and do the ad. All right. We will do the tried and true busted tease. Because I believe that's a quick one. Oh, great. This episode of the Combo it's so much easier when, when Tim's doing it. This episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles show is sponsored by Busted Tees, your home for funny, awesome, cool tees that are sure to get your friends' attention. Busted Tees puts many of their popular shirt designs on sale each week. Choose from several eye-catching t-shirts inspired by pop culture, cleverly themed t-shirts inspired by movies, video games, uh, TV shows, comic books, geek culture, and much, much more are on sale. To help keep our podcast free from keep, order from Buses Tees by going to cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click, click, clicking on the keep our podcast free link. Maybe I should slow down. Click on the Busted Tees banner and then shop for awesome t-shirts. They do have some good stuff, folks. Busted Tees through cspn.us. Do it today. And we just got an update. Uh, I'm trying oh. to pull it up now. Yes. <clears throat> Matt Wang, 97. Uh, he says, I hate to tell you that Agent Underscore 70 is bailing me out of jail right now after my adventure with Stingray and Kid Kaiju. Yes, I heard there was something happened with, with, with Stingray this week. I wasn't sure if that was actually legit or not. You know, I got to say, though, I mean, quite honestly, Matt Wang being in jail. Yeah, I get it. I see it. <laughs> I saw, the, I saw the, the Stingray rabble. I think that's what did it. It's just logical. That dude. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go on to the, the new section. With all of that, oh wait, oh, okay, no, never mind. I thought I had a um, thought I had a package. I do have a package, but it's nothing to show. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> all right. So first bit of news. I don't know why I'm pulling up the sheet because I just did them all. So I'm going to go share this real quick so I can do this quickly. All right, up. cinematic news. As we start off, what's up? No, no, go ahead. Okay. Um, Wonder Woman TV spot offers first glimpses of Ares. Now, I looked at the spot a couple of different times, and I don't remember seeing Ares, but then again, maybe I didn't pay that close of attention. But it's a pretty good TV spot, you know, showing us a little bit more on um, on, on the soon-to-be-coming Wonder Woman movie. Oh, actually, maybe that was a glimpse. There we go. There was a glimpse right there. Either way, that's that. This thing. <laughs> so there's like a, like a half-frame shot? Right. Hmm. So, But otherwise, this movie still looks pretty good, so I'm I'm yeah, so I'm curious. actually looking forward to this one uh, quite exactly. a bit. I, and honestly, I didn't think I would, and not because it's necessarily um, – like, Wonder Woman is one of those characters that when when like when like George Perez did it, I loved it. Right. Um, but then, like, the guy who's doing it now, I can't think of his name, uh, I don't care for it. So it's mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm kind of hot and cold with the character depending on the creators involved. Like, it's not sure. a character that I always, like, seek out. Um, but like, if you're doing Justice League, then yes, she's a key character. She needs to be there. But um, like, if there's a Batman comic on the stands, I'm buying the Batman comic. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. a character I always go to. Wonder Woman is not a character that I'm always as strongly, um, you know, pulled towards, depending on who's doing the book. But this movie just seems like it's a lot of fun. It looks like it's phenomenal. Um, right. And it does look like with Chris Pine being in it, it does look like it doesn't take itself as seriously as some Greg of the Rucker. we've seen. 
Great right. Movie. See, yeah. and you know what? That's the weirdest thing about that. I was because I just watched uh, Star Trek Beyond fairly recently, and all I saw was Tree Steve Trevor. <laughs> well, yeah, but Beyond wasn't a very good Star Trek. Movie. You know what? Yeah, it it's was an odd response. number. It's an odd numbered one. I mean, it's got the curse. There's nothing you can do. I didn't think, think it was still held on to that. Now, but... I didn't think it was terrible. Like it's not. Right. It's not like the worst, you know, Star no. Trek movie ever made. It's not uh, undiscovered. No, not undiscovered country. What was the one? Oh, Jesus, what was the one with um, Scott Spock's brother? Oh, Spock. Um, um, Final Frontier. I believe that's what. It was. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that one was. That's. That oh, might be the worst God. one ever made. But which I will say this, and no, hopefully not a spoiler. There's a little bit of Guardians that kind of reminded me of that movie. Uh oh. I mean, it does it to a better effect. Your, your that microphone's starting to. Okay, that, that was probably just for the best. Hang on one second, let me do this. Probably because you have 93 tabs open in Chrome. That is actually that is actually true. Um, how does it sound now? I mean, now you're fine. Okay, but yeah, like I said, um, there was, there was a little bit that just kind of reminded me of, of Final Frontier, and I was like, oh, wow, that was that was weird. But uh, but yeah, it was a fun movie, and that was pretty much it. Like Justin Lin, I expect a little bit more drifting. Did the enterprise be drifting a little bit more? But it, there, and being that he was a music video person before all of this, some oh, of that yeah. showed. <laughs> anyway, moving right along because this is not the Star Trek show. NBC's Powerless not officially canceled yet. President Luther out to destroy world in season finale. So last week we talked about the fact that Powerless Pil- because Pil- there was an article saying Powerless might be canceled. And uh, this from Newsarama saying that eh, maybe not so. Um, Roddy Cat, I think Matt Wang is going to have to sit in a timeout. Uh, he just oh, sent Lord. a tweet saying that the last Star Trek Next Generation movie was the worst one, Nemesis. That is untrue. No, Nemesis was actually, I mean, in Nemesis, comparison, Nemesis was all right. Nemesis was pretty good. I actually yeah. like that one. Yeah, with the Romulan clone of Picard. That, say, that was, wait, was that the one with uh, Eric Bonner, right? No, 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 no. Uh, that was the one with uh, the guy who played Bane. Tom Hardy? Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. Shinzon. Okay. Shinzon was there we him. go. Yeah, yeah that there was go. good. And Ron Perlman was his uh, Raymond second-in-command guy. Right, and, right, right, right. I, I liked that one quite a bit. I thought that was good. So, no, Matt Wang. No, bad Matt Wang. <laughs> bad Matt Wang. Yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't agree with that. Like I said, comparatively, Nemesis was, was pretty good. Um, I haven't seen that one, and I think Insurrection would probably be the worst. Yeah, I didn't I care seen for that yeah, I, didn't, I haven't seen Insurrection in a minute, though, so I can't really say. Yeah. At least of the later ones. All right, so but, Powerless. Um, you know, I've, I still have, <laughs> not, I have not watched uh, a minute of Powerless. I've watched two shows, and I'm holding my fingers up like you can see me right now, but whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Did it's you watch the hustle. first two or just two yeah, random first ones? Two. Okay. First two. So it's like, yeah, it's a good hustle, and I see what they're going for, but I don't know. <laughs> Rhyming like Clone of Picard, yeah. Um... I mean, call it call it what it is. So I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm glad the show didn't get canceled if that's the case, but that's not necessarily keeping it off the block either. Yeah, like I, I don't wish them, yeah. you know, ill will or anything like that. But it's just you know, I I don't watch a whole lot of uh, you know TV shows, especially the comic book ones, because they're always so different from the actual mm-hmm. comics that it just annoys me. So for the most part, I just don't watch any of that tie-in stuff. So. Fair. You know, again, nothing against this show in particular, but yeah, I just never, never watched it. Yeah, moving right along. Uh, speaking of DC stuff, Jeff Johns is already writing the Titan show, so I'm going to assume he is doing. Actually, this probably does say. So, as we know, uh, DC's got this uh, branded thing coming out where they're going to have a bunch of content on it, including this live action Titan show that was on what TNT before this. 
and also the Young Justice um, uh, season three that is coming out, which is, by the way, I think we forgot to mention that last week. It is called Uprising, which is the subtitle of the um, of the Young Justice thing, I think. Either way, Jeff Dunn's already writing this, and I still don't know what to, to, to say about the show because the live action Titans on paper seems intriguing, but at the same time, I'm also thinking of Birds of Prey. Yeah, it's it's got to have money is the thing, and I don't know how much money they're going to put on a show for an app. Right. Um, it just because everybody has superpowers, <clears throat> and even Robin Robin doesn't have superpowers, but you'd have to CGI so much of his stuff and blue screen so much of his stuff that mm-hmm. I just don't know how they're going to pull off the show without it looking incredibly cheap. You know, unless it looks like uh, that Justice League episode of Smallville. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, which I guess maybe they could try doing it that way, but I don't know. I'm, again, I don't watch shows based off comic books, so <laughs> I'm not the market for it anyway. Right. And I've been watching them, but I'm in kind of behind on a lot of stuff. And I'm still willing to check it out. And, and I'm not, oh, by the way, I should point out, I'm not saying bad, uh, Birds of Prey was a bad show. I just, well, from what I remember it, not being very eventful. I tried. It was one of those shows. It was on... Um, like the WB right. network, I think. And I didn't have a WB station anywhere in the area at the time. So I didn't watch it. And I tried watching it years later and who could not do it. If you are, if anybody's in the market for that, the CW app has the whole season of what it was. So they also have the old nineties flash too, which I, don't, I can't say that holds up in particular well, but it is amusing <laughs> to watch. So there's that. Um, but yeah, like I don't, well, see, and the only other thing about this is like this is just like the Star Trek Discovery thing, which we still don't know how that's going on. And they're also putting it behind CBS's thing, which that really needs eyeball because I don't know what's going on with that, and I don't think they do either. But yeah, I pretty much lost faith in that show anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I feel I, the same way about that as I felt with uh, oh, uh, like I didn't I didn't care for Voyager very much because it just felt hmm. like after Deep Space Nine, it's like oh, it's another show about a ship going off into deep space, like you know, like we've been there. And then they did uh, the one with Scott Bakula that was like, oh, Enterprise. we're doing a ship, but we're doing, we're doing another ship going deep into space, but the tech isn't as cool as it was. Yes, we're, but yeah, we're doing it from back in the day when things first started, and yet we're still seeing things that, that have shown up later. <laughs> yeah. Actually, and I, and I will say Enterprise is, from what I've seen so far, is not as bad as people have poo-pooed it, you know, the, the, the Star Trek fanatics have poo-pooed it, but sure, I, I see the flaws, and it has many... So. so moving right along, um, and of course this happens. Um, you must allow ads. Yeah, I've yeah, damn it, comic book. I don't want to do this. Um, <laughs> All right, well, Supergirl recruits Guardians of the Galactic actor um, for a, a role. Not sure who it is and what it is because I was not trying to. This uh, article contains spoilers regarding tonight's episode of Supergirl. That is true. So. And that was from this last week, I think. So because this movie, this movie is a few days old. Wait, was that what Matt Wayne just said? Oh, he's rewatching Deep Space Nine on Amazon. You're damn right, right, you are. Because <laughs> that show is awesome. <laughs> like I love the original series. I love Next Generation. I love Deep Space Nine. I'm lukewarm to Voyager. I yeah. couldn't stand Enterprise. I I've given up on Discovery. Yeah. And Voyager didn't help itself by the whole move, because you remember the whole CWS, um, the CW-UPN merger move thing, and channels kept getting moved around. Oh, right. So it was in the midst of that, and that did not help it at all. And it wasn't, so I think a couple of seasons got rushed, and it was a whole few things. Anywho, 
that's for a Star Trek talk coming somewhere <laughs> later with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, Stan Lee, cameo theory is real. And I probably shouldn't have put this in because it is kind of a spoiler for uh, one of the... Um, it, it is kind Guardians of a spoiler of the for the movie. Yes. But, I mean, but I will say this. There's a there's this theory that's been going along, which is comparing. It seems to add up. That's been going through all of the movies where is, um all of Stan Lee's cameos are concerned. And if you are a a comic head, specifically Marvel, you get where it's going if you haven't seen the the um the theory already. Next up, Ghost Rider confirmed. Confirm. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me just ask real quick. Sure. Just just to, to ruin everybody's night. Is <laughs> is Stan Lee the god at the center of the universe? Like from Star Trek five? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, no. all right, all right. No, that's not the part that does that, but no. <laughs> I I I, I kind of want to actually spoil that scene that he's in, but no, I'm not going to do it because it was it was appropriate. I'll okay. put it that way. All right, so, so Ghost Rider confirmed for Agents of Shield fiery fiery finale. So uh, I believe there was a tweet. Uh, actually, yeah, around the time that I saw this, there was a tweet tweet from uh, Gabriel Luna Luna saying something about um, I heard you need somebody. I heard you need somebody to go against robots or something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but um. It kind of gave light to some of this. And with the storyline coming up, I didn't think they would actually, you know, go back to that. But I guess it makes sense considering uh, when his character was around, you know. Is that good? I mean, do people like Ghost Rider on yeah, the show? Yeah, people enjoy when, when Ghost Rider was on the show. Um, you know, he, he was pretty, he, he worked it. I'll put it this way. He was a little bit, I, th- I thought he was a little more subdued, you know, than you would think. But it's also television. So what do you, what do you, you know, what do you know? But uh, I thought he, he pulled it off, and the effects was all right. And um, you know, like I said, last we saw him, we weren't sure if he was going to um, come back anytime soon. But they kind of also hinted us like, yeah, we'll probably see him again. Okay. And I imagine the, the problem was like those effects can't be cheap. For, for doing yeah, that. yeah, I remember reading something about that. That's part of the reason why he had to go was because it cost mm-hmm. so much. Exactly, and him, yeah, him especially. But I like what they've been doing with the whole virtual world, you know, situation going on this season. I'm, I'm hoping they would bring some folks back, and they have, but. I don't not permanently sounds like anyway, but that that is a whole another one also. Marvel debuts in humans teaser image, and um, this is the image right here. If you're watching the video version, it is pretty much the the thing that is across. Uh, that's on Black Bolt suit. Wait, 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 wait! But they've released an image of the uh, the Inhumans. Yes, they actually have. Yes, and I thought it was in this article, but <laughs> and but it's not. So yeah, there is also um, a picture of the cast in in full regalia. Um, uh, Medusa has short hair, which has some people not crazy about that. But at the same time, I'm like, I get it. it has to be it's fun- TV and it's functional, and it'll probably be CG'd in to grow or something. Yeah, but I mean, if he doesn't have the tuning fork on his head, I mean, come on. You know what? I don't. I don't remember looking that close to see. Um, oh wait, here it, we go. Because it's right here. Let's find out together, folks. Yeah. So they just had him. So he does not have the tuning fork. I mean, it's like it's like he's wearing a version of Cyclops suit from the first X Men movie. Mm-hmm. The leather, and they just yeah. didn't put the tuning fork on his head. And I'm thinking, I'm wondering if that's that's the case. Like they didn't want to put the headdress or the the uh, the mask on him. And even like I could understand they might think it's a little silly, but uh, even if they put like the crown on his head and the crown had the tuning fork and he was right. wearing that all the time, I would be fine not having it be like part of his actual face, but. I don't know. Just seeing this dude standing there like that, just I don't know. Looking like a young Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. It is even in the comics. It's weird to see Black Bolt without without the mask and stuff, as they have been doing them sometimes. So, like, wait, who's this? Oh, wait, just a tuning fork. Um, Let's see. So next up, 
Hulu orders Marvel's Runaways to series. <laughs> so, yeah. I never got into Runaways. I heard a lot of people talk about it, and I tried to read it. I just could not get into it. I think it's probably like Tim, Tim's age and younger, probably with the more of the... Uh, <laughs> Those young kids like Tim. The younger kids, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, out, out of all of us, he is anyway. <laughs> that, it kind of, it kind of... Because he's actually said, you know, like Generation X, he's also like that. And that's another one that I really never got into. Runaways, as a matter of fact, I haven't, I need to go back and finish reading it because I started reading it and I didn't really get that far into it. I'm like, I can see some appeal and I like like the Young Avengers, the way that's been handled, stuff like that. Not saying it's the same book type of book, but sure. We'll see how a live action version of this goes, but it's going to, and it's going to be on Hulu. So, hey, um, from one platform to another, Netflix debuts first full-length Defenders trailer. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, actually, it was playing in... Uh, someone was watching it on their computer the other day, so I kind of gotcha. stood behind them and watched them. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, I guess, but again, I don't watch these shows. I couldn't get through a whole episode of Jessica Jones. Mm. Uh, I, I can't get through the second season of uh, Daredevil. It's just so slow, and Punisher is really whiny, and it's just kind of annoying me and pissing me off, and I just... <laughs> So, you know, I just kind of gave up on the whole Hulu or uh, Netflix verse. So, um, yeah, I still have yet to watch Iron Fist. The other ones are, are, are good, but I still have yet to bring myself to do it. So Defenders is going to be out this August and Punisher is going to be out this November. And Defenders is going to be eight, uh, eight episodes, which is far removed from the what 13 well not for, you know the 13 that the other ones have been getting is that uh wasn't stranger things was that eight uh probably i don't know i've never watched it but i hear great what? things about it yeah. come I, on i hear there are things about that that i would i would appreciate but i have again i've there's a lot i haven't caught up on yet so eh. <laughs> all right well stop watching anything on the cw ever and go watch stranger things on netflix well i'm invested on that one and that one, but yeah, I'm still behind on those who I haven't. They're not even legends, as uh, Matt Wang is pointing out. See, uh, this is like the beastmaster of these times. I don't know about that. I tried watching the first episode of Legends, and that's another one I couldn't get. Legends of Tomorrow, I could right. not get through that first. Like it just it looked, and this is this is my fear with a lot of these shows, like especially Titans and whatever. It's like it looked like those syndicated shows from the 90s like super a little better and, they got they got a little bit better money behind them now at least I, and it was and it was like a lot of the characters were just annoying and mm-hmm. they were like oh this character might die off and i'm like good like i don't, I don't like this i don't like these people and i was you about know, to say and actually birds of prey, prey would fall into that character category you just described but um like i said i don't watch shows based off comics fair fair um but as i would say legends got to be the most fun of um of all the the arrowverse shows and it probably still is. Like I said, I hadn't watched. So the only thing that, that messed me up is that last uh, crossover, and I was slightly behind on Supergirl, which apparently had nothing to do with, or very little to, to do leading into the crossover, so it was unnecessary to do. Uh, Matt Wing also says, Runaways was a lot of fun, for, and the first two, for, wait, and the first two years were best. It breeds better in uh, digital, which, sure, I, I don't doubt it. Like I said, I got them. Which, oh man, I don't know. I think I do have it, but we'll get to that in, in the the other news. So let's move on. So here's some news that you'll probably appreciate. Oh. New Spawn movie is one step closer. Re- creator reveals Todd McFarlane has come out talking about a new Spawn movie. I was just playing uh, Soul Calibur 2, which has Spawn in it, it, which has nothing to do with what I was about to say. <laughs> but I just thought it was like, I was like, well, that's some weird timing. But um, 
Is is uh so he says it's one step closer, like the Lincoln Park song, like hearing this is gonna make me scream no. like a banshee. I think it would make all of us scream. It's like, Ugh. Um so yeah, so he basically so he put out a video saying, Hey, he hasn't said anything about it, he's just pretty much saying hopefully at San Diego there's going to be more about the spawn movie and um that if it happens it's gonna be R rated, duh. <laughs> like if you're gonna have like, something like Spawn, you wouldn't do you Doing, wait, was that first one PG thirteen or was it R? I thought it was one was R. Uh, I think actually it was it, it might have been PG thirteen and the the animated series was R was or R? MA or whatever. Yeah, I think the animated one was R, which I thought it was all right at the time. You know. Matt Wang is trying to defend Legends of Tomorrow by saying the like I said, I don't know if Beastmaster is a plus or a minus for the show. Exactly. And he said that's the point. That cheesiness is fun. Season two has great energy. Also, it's basically Justice League Detroit. Slash JSA. Like, again, that, that is absolutely true, especially this past season. That is absolutely true. But, but again, that's a Justice League Detroit reference. Again, I don't think that's a positive. <laughs> I don't think you're, you're helping the series here. <laughs> like, I would agree with him. It, it is quite fun, but yeah, it, it, it gets, it's a cheesy kind of fun. Let's put it this way. Moving right along. Um, so, yeah, those spawn movie, sure, time and place. Get yours, Todd. Um, Okay, we are done with uh, cinematic news and stupid thing did not stop playing when I said stop, darn it. So now we're moving into comic book news. And this is one I wish I had uh, my tablet set up for this, but I don't. So Marvel announces a new Color Your Own app. If you have been following us and any other comic stuff, you know, comic, color books are a big deal now. Marvel has put out a bunch of them, and now they have an app. As a matter of fact, wait, I can't bring it up. It'll just not in the way that I want it to, so... Hang on for a second, I'll turn this on. Da, 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 da. So it looks like so you have some of those. Um, is Leah Thompson in the app? No, this is a totally different video. I don't <laughs> have no idea where that because I couldn't stop it earlier from from doing what it was. Uh, so it's been playing for the last five minutes or something. Yeah, and I think it was the because the, the first video was about the app anyway. So here we go. So let's see. I think you have some of the some of the color your own um, Marvel books, right? The ones with the the, the outlines on. The, the, the I have some of the, the DC covers when they did the variant covers. Okay, gotcha. So here's the app. Oh, wait a minute, let me get off share here for a sec. Pow. So okay. here's the app. Unfortunately, it's iOS only, which, but yeah, exactly. I think there, now I do know there is a, a Android version coming. So uh, they didn't say when. And the only reason why I wanted to check this out was because it was, like, yeah, it was out. So I don't know if it's just going to play because of the brightness, but. So yeah, you when you hold it there for a minute, it shows up fine. There we go. Okay, cool. So you got a bunch of the books, and apparently it's got in-app um, in-app purchases, obviously, so you can get different books. So they have uh, Deadpool one down here. They have the Doctor Strange book. They have the Star Wars book, um, Young Marvels. And if you go into them, then you get pages of line art. Hang on, see if that's going to So wait, so you have to pay to buy the uncolored artwork? Well, for this. I think there's at least one or two. Oh, maybe maybe not. I thought I saw. Oh wait, no. Because just said about yeah. Subscribe now. How much are they? Um, it says this is weird. So it, it says something about the ultimate access feature, and it says there's a seven day free trial, and then it's seven ninety nine a month, and then forty bucks a year. What? Just to get uncolored comics that you color yourself in this app? In an app. Oh. So. So yeah, like I said, this is pages. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's going to play all that well. But if I had the other thing set up, then it would. But if you've seen any of these books, they break pretty much pages out of the book and put them in this app for you. They're like splash pages and covers, aren't they? 
Right. So yeah, and so you like, have to pay a monthly fee or a yearly fee to have access to these things to go into the app and and do you do you actually like like move your finger back and forth to color them like with or do you just tap on red and then tap on an area and that area well, let's is red? Find out because they because what they did do is like if you notice you may not notice and I can't see kind of yeah oh you know what what we didn't do we didn't do clicks of the week we'll get to that at the end in a second yeah um so. I gotta move this thing because I can't see it. Because so I mentioned mine, pages. I mentioned mine and Tim's because I had Tim's written down. So I, I okay. mentioned that earlier on. And see, I only did one. I only wrote, well, had one book, so there's one much I can do. Um, so the first like two or three of these pages up at the top, uh, those are free. The rest of them are locked. And you have to pay eight uh, bucks a month to color the it rest. Seems of them. that's the case. And then so I got the first one downloading, and there it is. And you got your little color palette down here at the bottom. Okay, this. Thank you, thank you, Agent Seventy. <laughs> Agent Seventy just sent us his click of the week, so we yeah. discuss that here. So you got your color palette down here at the bottom. You got this. Looks like the zoom. Wait, is this the zoom? What is going on here? There's a tutorial. <laughs> okay, so you got brushes. You got your brush opacity here. I don't know what this does here. You got your fills. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. You got your swipe to erase. So oh, and it got colors locked. Wow! So you have to pay to unlock colors. So, so for oh, these that's fields, part of that. yeah, this is like this part of that um part of that that subscription thing. That. Oh my gosh! Okay, so yeah, so it looks like according to this, you're you just touching the areas to fill it. If you, if you can see that, yep, I see it. So I don't know. This is some somebody will do this hard pass. Yeah, I you know, and I'm not like even if it was freehand. Oh, here we go. So you got brushes, you got pencil, you got pencil marker. It's not letting me do anything. <laughs> it's a great app. So this is a great app. This is awesome. But anyway, that is there for for people who want to try it. I I didn't see the um I didn't see the subscription thing until just now. Well, I did see it earlier, but I didn't recognize it was that crazy. Um, well, the new Marvel coloring oh, app wait. is not my click of the week. I'll tell you. That. Oh wait, it did actually kind of cover. Let me see. Let me get a deeper cover. See if I can. If I can. Did you have the opacity turned all the way down or something? Maybe. Yeah. Turn it down. Let's do brush size. You know what? Screw this. Cause okay, I, anyway. Because I did see a little bit. There was a little bit of color over here that wasn't there before, but I'm not doing it. You've this. shown me enough that I can make up my mind not to get this app. Oh, wait. There we go. That happens. It's quite responsive. Oh, wait. This is... Not... <laughs> okay, let's you move on. Let's I'm going on. to move on because, yeah, this is weird. But if it's out there for anybody who wants to try that, that is absolutely a weird thing. The The book's... I'm pretty sure for what you can pay for one of those books, just for the line art alone is worth it. But yeah, I don't. I usually enjoy apps that does things like that, but that's dumb. All right. <laughs> um, and somebody's probably going to be like, well, you didn't do it right. Whatever. Marvel has asked Cap fans for patience with Secret Empire and may have spoiled the ending. Now, I believe you have expressed your madness about Secret Empires, and I'm kind of sort of with you. Yeah, and spoiled the ending. Well, yeah, and I didn't, honestly, I didn't read too, even though I don't care as much, I should have read it, but, so I know they've been coming out and saying, hey, 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 people, chill out, you know, read the story first, and, you know, see how it turns out, but basically they said something like, um, Cap's gonna redeem himself, because as a matter of fact, I do remember that now. Actually, I talked about that when I was talking about the book earlier. Uh, okay. I didn't read this article, but sure. I talked about how there's there's two things, basically, in the first issue, and and one may show how Cap turns back towards the side of good, and the other right. one may be how the whole universe just resets and forgets the whole thing. Right. So, 
uh, okay, I don't. It is what it is. Like I said, we'll play this out and see 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 how it turns out. But I I don't know. And event fatigue is probably also kind of kind of weighing on me. So which we said we've talked about. Which before. yeah, I was talking about event fatigue a whole lot in this yeah. show. Yeah. So. so moving right along, Wolverine and Hulk clash in new print by Paolo Rivera. This is actually a pretty cool, cool print. It looked um, almost CG for a second. So Sideshow Collectibles new limited edition variant print by uh, Paulo Rivera based on that uh, classic first meeting in 181 of uh, Incredible Hulk is a little bit bigger one. It's a cool print if you like you know if you like it. Uh, oh geez, oh no, that's for the the oh the print is going to be 250. Yeah, I don't know the uh, last year at um at uh, Heroes I think I was at uh Chris Anka's um, table. And there was this print I wanted, and it was like seven fifty. And I'm like, I'm like, it was a good print. I haven't got nothing. And there was some I've seen on people's tables that were like a thousand. Which you know what, artists got to get their money, so I'm not complaining about that. But wow, <laughs> moving right along. Um, I'm pretty sure Matt Wang will probably have that up at, on his um on his wall within the week. Top Cow releases full details for Talent Hunt 2017. So Top Cow um, does this every year. We've talked about it in the past few years where they're looking for new talent. Um, this one is going to go from June to August 15th. And uh, they talk about their past winners and this and other. And you can submit to them. Yeah, if you, I'm sure if you go to their Twitter account, then you can get to the link for this. But there's a link also at the bottom of this article if you are checking out our um, show notes, which I did not tweet out. Another thing about because I usually do. But yeah, congrats to um, to those folks whenever that happens. Okay, so this one was weird. This report from Newsarama saying Fox is in talks to acquire Tribune. Now I think this is for the comic book angle is the fact right. that Tribune owns these comic strip characters, but mm. this is like a media empire devouring a smaller media empire. Tribune runs, of course, the Chicago Tribune newspaper, mm-hmm. uh, WGN TV network, uh, you know, just tons of other regional papers and some magazines and uh, they have a radio network and all this other stuff. So Tribune owns more than just uh these strips, but right. because those strips are part of the package, Fox may end up buying them out, and then of course Fox Studios would have the rights to develop all those into shows. Which means we'll probably get another or get another Dick Tracy movie. Which that one wasn't terrible. No, we would get the first Dick Tracy movie. That other movie doesn't count. Wait, what other movie? The the Warren Beatty movie didn't happen. Oh, I like that one. That wasn't wasn't bad. What was it with him him and Madonna? I thought it was quite colorful, and for the time, it was actually amusing. Wait, what other Dick Tracy movie are you talking about? Well, that's the one I'm talking about. It doesn't oh. exist. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we get another Annie or something. I don't know, but and a Brenda Star. Ooh, but um, see, this reminds me of something I want to do. Like I was trying to gather all those old comic book movies in, into some kind of masochistic endeavor of watching. But um, yeah. I don't know how that's going to play. Moving right along. Marvel. Here's what I'm talking about earlier. Marvel joins Comixology Unlimited, Kindle Unlimited, Amazon Prime Reading. Why does that all make sense? Because Comixology is, is owned by Amazon. So, of course, it would be on all of these things. Well, the, you know... I mean, been... once they make the deal, anyway. All right. So, I've been an Amazon Prime subscriber for, I don't know, five years or something like that. Yeah, um, right. I've, I've been buying books on Comixology since, like, 2008, 2009, whatever. Um when when Amazon bought Comixology and the two started to fold together, I noticed that if I went to Amazon.com and bought a digital 
copy of the comic, it would unlock on Amazon, but it would also unlock in Comixology. And the oh, reason sure. why this is important is because Comixology stopped supporting Windows 10 uh, for an app. Like, you can go in through your web browser and read everything fine, but if you want to download books and take them offline, there's no Comixology app on Windows anymore. But if you bought them through Amazon, it's the same price as buying them on Comixology, but it unlocks in the Amazon reader. The Amazon reader, you can download offline uh, on your laptop or Windows tablet. So I actually have been using Amazon as my Comixology storefront for a lot of stuff, um, just because I want that ability to have an extra place to watch it through. Well, I noticed... um, Actually, a couple months ago that I could download, I think it was January, I noticed that they had some Marvel books. There were a handful of Marvel books available through the Kindle um, you know, Prime Reading, they call it, where you can download books for free because you're a Prime subscriber. So I actually downloaded the old um, Iron Fist. I still haven't read it, but the Immortal Iron Fist uh, series. Mm-hmm. I've got it sitting there to read next time we go on a trip you know, somewhere. And uh, uh, so when I saw the news going, I went back started scrolling through the Amazon uh, links, and I noticed that Amazon now says, Amazon used to have their own panel-by-panel reader where you would click on the page and it would just kind of scroll the page along to go through it. Well, now they've adopted the Comixology format into the Amazon format. So if you buy the book on Amazon and you download it through Amazon too, like your Kindle Fire tablet or something along those lines, it's actually the Comixology. It has that same technology that Comixology uses. So we're beginning to see much more interaction between the two companies. Before, it was you buy it on Amazon, it unlocks in both stores. Well, now we're seeing both stores just starting to merge together. So I think pretty soon we're just going to see your Kindle library is going to have the comics section, and that's Comixology, and it's just going to be integrated into all the Kindle readers and Kindle that's, That sounds promising, then. I haven't actually used um, the the Kindle part of the store, and I didn't I didn't even think about that part about buying them, buying the books from Amazon part. That was that's interesting. Um, um, but even what you what you were saying, some of these because uh, they got a list of books that are on Comicsology, you learned it, and they also have another list in this article about some stuff that's going to be in Kindle Unlimited. So it's still kind of they kind of parse some of the stuff out. So as like kind of like what you were saying. Well, yeah, with the Comicsology Unlimited, that's probably going to be a little bit different, just because Marvel. It's like a different licensing deal technically between the two sides Um, but it just shows that they're coming you know that much closer Mm -hmm. um, to to bringing that stuff together but it sounds cool though and yeah we got some um some some um, comments from matt and i believe tim also yeah i was gonna say matt wang is asking if uh uh, does amazon have all the discounts and sales that comiXology has and they have I don't think it's the same sales. They have different sales. And that's why I say I do most of my stuff through Amazon. There are some things you'll see on Comixology that are 99 cents that are still $1.99 or $2.99 on Amazon. But then it's also vice versa. There's sometimes I'll go into Amazon and they have stuff that's 99 cents that's not in the Comixology app. So right. it's, it's like buying digital music or a movie or something else. You might see it. Google Play Store will have it for $4.99. Vudu has it for $3.99 iTunes has it for seven ninety nine. You know, you just shop around and yeah, they still don't have all that standard, which I guess you know that is a thing that's going to probably continue to be the case. So, um, yeah, and the whole Comicsology thing, like they have sales and stuff every other moon. You know, when the when it fancies them and for different reasons. So I guess some of that kind of stands a reason. Uh, but we can move on because some of Matt's comments are kind of hilarious. Um, the Eisner Awards nominees have been uh, put out. 
and I would thank IO9 because they gave me the link to the, the, to the link to this. So the Eisner Awards happen every year. I believe at Comic-Con, San Diego, is when the Eisner Awards happen, if I'm not mistaken. But we now have all of the, uh, the nominees, and um, I think people are probably going to start voting somewhere in the next month or two. I can't remember how all that works. But the list is out there if you go to Comic-Con's uh, site, and you can go check that out. Um, and I probably shouldn't put this in because this was a, an interview, but it was very talk about young blood, so we could probably skip it. But there was an article uh, um, talking to uh, Chad Bowers and uh, Jim Toe about bringing back young blood, and I, I think Liefeld's involvement. Um, last bit of news: Mike Diodato Jr. joins Astonishing X Men art rotation. So we kind of hinted about this earlier. Um, the art team for Astonishing X-Men number two is out, and it's Mike, uh, it's, um, it's Frank Martin and Mike Diodato Jr., and um, I guess this is going to be a thing. So I don't know, because it said rotation, so I don't know how, and I don't think it says about how often they're going to rotate. But I'm guessing twice a month. That's the new thing. Is this a, is this a bi-weekly boat, or is this monthly? Uh, well, I mean, how long ago did we get the last issue of X-Men Gold? I, I think that was actually two weeks ago. So... Here we go. Um, oh, X-Men 1 is slated for j- release in July, but that's still not saying much. And uh, 2 will be in August, because, I mean, that could be the end of July and, you know, first couple of weeks of June, uh, August. So, still doesn't say, but uh, regardless, we got some art from it, and he's joining rotation, and I'm sure there's going to be some pre- people that are astonished. That was terrible. Anywho, that is it for the news. Hey, they can't all be gems, folk. <laughs> they cannot. But um, I thought I was going to address something that was in Twitter. Oh, Tim said he's tuned in for the, for the news. Good job. Thank you. Um, yeah, Thanks. Digital Crayons was kinda, is kind of ridiculous, and you can definitely get those color books for 8 bucks or whatever. So, All right, so clicks of the week. Um, <laughs> Tim and I actually both picked Batman 22. Uh, as part of the button crossover, um, nice. Bruce actually meets Thomas from the parallel Flashpoint universe. Um, we both enjoyed that immensely. And so here's my eight, question: Is is oh, the button as so far from what you've read? Is that um, has been pretty decent so far? I mean, I know the the whole behind rebirth and the um, that part of it is yeah. Like is, you you have to have read Flashpoint and the DC Rebirth special for it to make sense. Um, but if you have read those, then yeah, it's fantastic. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, you're going to say something else? Well, I'm just going to say Agent underscore 70 sent us his click of the week. That's and true. his click of the week is Black Bolt number one. Which... And I'm pretty sure he would, if you were here, he would have the um, the hip-hop cover, which is a pretty good one, based oh. off of uh, Pete Rock's instrumental. Oh, I've got it right here. Boom. There we go. Right there. Yeah. Actually, there were a couple um, hip-hop covers this week. There was that one. There was the all-new Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, right. And that was J- the Dream Gen- Dream Gray one also, right? Uh, do I have that one? Oh, yeah. There's a good amount of cover. That's right. Yeah. Okay. There's, here's Gene Gray. There's that one. Yeah. And I think I saw that one, but I, I have no idea what it, what it is. <laughs> it is. It's a person who did a thing. That's, yes. that's that one. Uh, and then I guess, so I guess your click of the week is the one... By default, you read this week? yeah. By default, it's going to be number <laughs> number one by Lion Forge. Like I said, it was a good read, so there's a pretty good chance it. it I mean, granted, there was champions. Like I had champions a couple of others to, to read through, but um, there was a good chance that it could have been anyway. Yeah, actually, when I was sitting down doing my list, I realized that Philip ran off with uh, 
the Nova, um, the all new Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't get to read either of those. Right. Uh, he ran off of something else I was going to read also. So Three I'm going to have to. Actually, I bought it. I have not read it. Oh, okay. It's in yeah, my pile. Uh, and like the Rogue One, I bought the Star Wars Rogue One. Um, I've been buying that one just because there's extra scenes that aren't in the movie that made it. Right, you said that. I've been tempted to to pick it up, but normally I don't usually get the the novelization or the, oh. the adaptations. And Spider Man, Spider Man is the other one that Philip ran off with that I'm going right. to I'm, I'm going to have to go ransack his room and find these comics. <laughs> Actually, you know what? What's I that? just realized I don't. What you don't? I don't have to go to his room and find the copies because the digital codes are back. Uh-huh. I redeem the codes. I can just download the digitals and read those. Oh, man. Then, isn't that such a wonderful thing to have? Yeah, God damn it, Marvel. What were you thinking before, prior to this? <laughs> well, I like how they made the comment. It was something like, well, we the, the fans have made it very clear, and so we're right. bringing back the digital copies. It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Uh, here and, and if, they hadn't, same, if they hadn't thought about that in the first place. Same <laughs> issue. Digital codes are back. Woo! Yes. And, yeah, as it says, you get a, a, ver- you get a copy of all new Wolverine. I don't have no idea what. That was, I think that was an enemy of the state too thing. But... So yeah, so those are our clicks. And um, Batman twenty two, Black Bolt one, and Noble number one. Yeah, oh yes, we're gonna put Black Bolt in. But in the meantime, I think we got one more ad to do, and I just realized that I was the one handling that. So let me get out of here and pull that back up. I should have saved the busted tees for later. Uh, bear with me for one moment. Do, 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 do. Hey, since we brought him up, um, sure, Amazon. Visit CSU. 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 What? There we go. Well, you can visit CSU. I don't know what you're going to find there. Visit CSPN.us. Then click on Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Uh, purchase items from Amazon you normally would, like whether it's books, get your comic books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, apparel. I can say that word. I promise. For can every, you? I'm uh, not yeah, convinced. You know, I need some convincing myself. <laughs> For every purchase made on Amazon Door Link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment that helps keep uh, the Combo Chronicles podcast running free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. And our final note from uh, Agent 70 tonight, which I missed mentioning this earlier, uh, the McNiven art on Secret Empire 1, he says was disappointing. Not up to the usual standard. So think about that. McNiven, Uh you've let Agent 70 down. Yeah. And now is he the one just doing the whole whole run, or are they going to rotate? Uh, well, it's probably going to be like most Marvel crossovers where he's the only artist, and then about four issues in, he gets behind, and they bring in people to fill in. Mm, joyous times. Yep. <laughs> All right. Anything you need to plug before we get off the air? No, I think I'm good to see you. If you're a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, go see it, because it's, it is, it's good. It's got some stuff in it. Um, go check out your um, your free comic book day stuff this Saturday. Just buy some stuff while you're there at your local comic book shop. Please be nice. Yeah. And I will say, even though I haven't seen the movie yet, I have bought a piece of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 merchandise. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the, the uh, Star-Lord MP3 player. <laughs> yes, that, <laughs> um, plays, that plays a big role in the movie. This, um, apparently, you can connect it to your phone somehow and rip an MP3 of something, a song that's on your phone. So I guess you can bootleg your 
your music that's locked down through whatever subscription service you're using. Um, but there's, you can a also... funny, there's a funny joke about something with that at, at the end of the movie, but I can't. You'll appreciate it, I think. Okay. Well, I'll see it tomorrow. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then it also has a. Um, there's some sort of voice changer thing, so you can record your voice and play it back and distort it. Um, huh. so I have not opened this yet, but uh, when I saw it in the store, I was like, "Well, that has to go home with me." There's no way I'm not buying that. Me. So wait, can you? So I think like, it's not a functioning tape player. No, it does not play cassettes. Sure, it's just a fake little cassette window. But record music from your smartphone and listen anywhere and anytime on the go. Or record your voice and play it back in ultra fast speed. Oh yeah. <laughs> or backward. Save the universe one song at a time. There you go. I, I'm going to assume that was supposed to be Rocket. <laughs> Doing the voiceover there. So, I mean, like I said, there was no way I was not leaving without that. So Okay, that's cute. I like that. That's, that's cool. Um, but okay. I think we're done here outside of that. All right, guys. Well, thanks for watching the show. Uh, on behalf of Tim, D-O-G-G-98, and Agent underscore 70, Roddy Cat, and myself, thanks for watching. Don't forget to go to theclicknation.com to check out more great content. Also, don't forget to check out CSPN.us for the rest of the Cold Slither Podcasting Network. And that's going to do it for tonight. Thanks for watching. We'll see you. Next. Would you believe it's, it's Dr.